What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Many of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, which is my effort to find the most interesting people in the world and sit with them for hours while I ask questions in an effort to learn. So it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the show on your favorite audio platform, watch episodes on YouTube, and tell your friends and family about the podcast. My goal is to help millions learn from the world's most interesting people. So let's get into today's episode. Dom Bay is a Santa Monica firefighter. He's the former president of the Firefighters Union, and he's a Bitcoin author. In this conversation, we talk to him about the Santa Monica Firefighter Union being the first union in the country not only to buy Bitcoin on their balance sheet, but to hold it in self-custody. There's many other pensions and unions around the country who have allocated to Bitcoin. But the Santa Monica Firefighters Union is the first to do it with self-custody. Dom does a great job describing how they did it, why they did it, what the risks were, and what the response has been. I really enjoyed this conversation with Dom, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Here's my conversation with Dom Bay. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, guys. Bang, bang. I've got Dom here with me. Dom, you guys just made news out in Santa Monica, the Santa Monica uh, kind of fire union and uh, kind of the entire region now is going and putting Bitcoin on its balance sheet. This is different than the fire department doing it. It's different than the pension fund doing it, but it's the union. Help us explain what is the union and why are the firefighters all coming together to make this decision? Yeah, so the firefighters union you know, each department or, or members of that department have a union that's a, a chapter of a state union, national union. And uh, in the case of Santa Monica, it's 113 members that make up this union. Uh, the step that occurred, and there was a long path to kind of get there, um, was basically a one-time assessment to explore Bitcoin uh, not just as an asset, but as a network, as a monetary instrument, as an innovation, um, and take a step to do that. And so what occurred was uh, a very, very small allocation one time to self-custody Bitcoin. And that, uh, as far as I know, is the first time that a union in the country has self-custody Bitcoin. Others have purchased it, held it on their balance sheet, pension funds, et cetera, but not in this way. When you guys went to make the decision, walk me through, um, does it come up in a meeting? Somebody kind of makes a proposal. Is it just like a wild idea while you guys are out drinking one night? Like, how does the idea kind of first come up? And then what was the actual process when you described that you went and you actually underwrote? What is the asset? What are the monetary properties? And what is the innovation? So there's a there's a really long story that I'll sum up quickly for the for the show. Um, long story short, you know, I was first exposed to Bitcoin in, um, well, <clears throat> 2011. Everyone has that story where they they weren't like listening. And it's like, okay, so that's one. 2017, um, I actually worked at this conference um, and learned a ton about that kind of like the door got opened. Um, learned about Bitcoin, always understood uh, the the value of Bitcoin and what it meant and that it was the first um, of course, their long road after that, and then had what I call like a re-orange pilling uh, turn of events. And that's a long story. But basically, I was working 
And we had a rescue at work of an analyst uh, and it was leading up to Pacific Bitcoin. And I was once I was working that. And so we had this rescue of an individual from the Bitcoin community. And that kind of reopened my my eyes and got me re I say an upped uh, dose of the orange pill from there. Wait, hold uh, on, hold on. Describe yeah. when you say that you're rescuing a Bitcoiner, describe uh, kind of whatever detail you can in terms of like their house is on fire and you're like going into the house to actually pull them out of the house. Uh, and then you're sitting on the curb afterwards. And they're like, hey, by the way, do you know about Bitcoin or like what, what happened? So I was working with my crew at the beach at the time. Um, it was the morning of like the FTX news had broke. So of course, being the Bitcoiner, I already am. I'm coming in like, all right, what is going on in, in this? Like, all right, you know, Bitcoin is down where, where it's not a question of like, uh, if it's how, and, and what's the, what's the move and, and you know, how, how much are we talking here? So, uh, as that happens, a call goes off and, uh, uh it was for an individual who was hurt at the beach. And we go to the beach, there's an individual kind of holding their neck, they're just sitting there and they had uh, dove in the water. And for those that don't know that aren't from the West Coast or East Coast, um, you know, you have a sandbar that kind of goes like this, it dips down and then comes back up. So potentially this individual dove in what was deep water into a shallow area, hurt their neck. Um, you know, that's one of those calls where it seems like it's not a big deal. We package the person up. We're going in route. I like to make conversation. My crew, like unbelievable crew that they, you know, they, we took the precautions and and we're going in route trying to make small talk. Turns out this person's an analyst uh, um, for Swan. And um, we're talking and I'm like, dude, I'm working that you're an analyst. First of all, stop the ambulance, dude. Like, like what's happening, right? Like, like we, <laughs> we, where are we at, dude? And, and I'm like, I'm just kidding. We're laughing. Uh, didn't stop the ambulance. But long story short, uh, he ended up having a broken neck in two places. And when I ended up going to the conference, I was like, I thought, you know, usually you go, hey, where's this guy at? But, you know, he'll be like, thanks for sending me to the hospital, dude, ruined my day. And like, you know, what a, what a, what a fiasco turned out he had a broken neck. And so, um, that was just this crazy turn of events where I got a lot more, um, you know, uh, just involved in, uh, at Pacific Bitcoin Swan was very supportive and showed me tons of love on the journey. And, and that was kind of like my start of exploration much deeper into Bitcoin. And then naturally having 10 years on the labor board and finishing that, that my two passions of Bitcoin and labor unions started coming together and I started exploring that intersection. So, and, and, and that, that led to this with the Santa Monica firefighters. Got it. And so when you guys start to actually look at this uh, and the idea is proposed, do people think it's crazy or are they open to it? Like I know the firefighter community tends to uh, kind of think a little bit differently um, given uh, there's firefighter podcast, uh, blue collar podcast. There's uh, I think you guys have a podcast and, and just, they seem to be in and around these types of technologies or these types of movements. But what was the reaction when the idea first came up? So having 10 years, you know, I've navigated, I was the president of our union. So I know the system pretty well. I've navigated some challenging times and done everything that we can imagine in the books. Right. So of course, when it comes to approaching a union, like I have a good background, what I saw in working through talking to other unions and figuring out how do you onboard unions and get them to learn about Bitcoin was there's a lot of barriers. Many we talk about, you talk about on your show that we know, uh, fear, uncertainty, doubt, right? Um, 
you know, the things that have been publicized heavily is the drop from all time highs to lows that gets publicized. Uh, Luna, FTX publicized all this like fear type things. So I started looking like, how do you get folks on board the correct way, right? And Bitcoin was originally intended to be held in self custody, right? It wasn't, it wasn't made. That was part of the beauty of the innovation is you can hold it yourself in your own wallet. You don't need a third party custodian. That's very tough to do for a union to, to kind of go, oh, here's this thing I don't understand. Let's put a bunch of money in that. So the key that I kind of started seeing was, hey, I don't think any union has ever self-custodied Bitcoin. And what an amazing way to start the journey of learning by learning about the fundamentals of Bitcoin as a as an asset and a network. And so, all you know, I just approached the board um, and there had been conversation, discussion on it. And uh, and that that, you know, commitment was small enough to be like, let's just explore this thing in a very exploratory fashion. And and then it kind of went to the membership and the membership supported it. And that's how it happened. So when you talk about self-custody, you bought it on a platform, you put it in self-custody. How did you guys get comfortable with that, right? You know, I, I run uh, asset management firms, I run businesses that have Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And whenever there is more than just me as the owner or me as the kind of participant, uh, there's always the question of like, hey, do these other people involved want me walking around with a hardware wallet in my pocket with basically our Bitcoin, right? Same thing here is that yes, you plus 100 plus other people have some sort of uh, uh, interest in this Bitcoin. Um, how do you get comfortable with self-custody and how do you kind of deal with the, the dynamics there? Yeah, so a few ways. One, you know, the treasurer happened to be someone that has been in the space themselves, so they had comfort comfort with it. So that was a great thing. The treasurer of any union board is kind of like the, the, the manager and overseer of the funds, that financial, you know, that union's finances. Um, the second thing, again, was making it small enough of a dollar amount to where the cost of mistakes, failures, learning is extremely low. And when I say a small dollar amount, like we're talking like something that I believe most people would be, it'd be laughable, right? You're like, oh, is this is this like a joke? But the thing is, is there are a lot of reasons why I think this route is beneficial for groups, unions, organizations. Um, and, and we've seen some already just now. We did this prior to, you know, the SEC uh, pursuing Binance and and uh, and Coinbase. And can you imagine if a union put a thousand dollars a person into, you know, something they don't quite grasp? And you're seeing these headlines of the SEC, the the United States is is now pursuing these exchanges and saying what you're doing is not right. You're breaking the law. Wait, what? So it has to be an amount to overcome a lot of these hurdles, price drops, you know, I mean, you know, right, like, hey, when you zoom out, Bitcoin is heading in this direction. When you zoom in, it's a roller coaster. How do you overcome those drops? It has to be small enough to learn. You cannot put in more than your level of education on it because it then it will not become a thing that lasts. It will become something that ends fairly quick. So that's how we were at a comfort level is that the amount is so inconsequential that folks can be like, sure, let's let's do self-custody. Let's learn it that way. Um, and you can start that learning. Have you guys publicized what the number is uh, or you're not allowed to say? We've sent it out. It will come out. But but, you know, 
um, let's say not this, let, let's say for sake of conversation, something like, you know, a dollar per member, right? Okay. Something, something that is like, um, so minimal that again, you're, you're not, why would you do that? Not as an asset to make money. It's not going to change your balance sheet and do that. But if you can learn about it for the long run and set something up, that's more promising in the future and explore, make mistakes, um, then, then the value of that becomes massive, right? Because show me someone that puts a few bucks into Bitcoin early, learns it, doesn't get afraid, and they go in more and more versus someone who puts 10 million in but doesn't understand it and they kind of freak out, panic, sell it, move funds, then zoom out 20 years and show me who the, who the winner is of that. Um, I, I would argue that it's the person that came in light. Yeah, it's like it's like a uh, crawl before you walk before you run type uh, type strategy. What is the conversation like, uh, kind of in the firehouse, right? So obviously this is happening at the union level. Uh, I'm assuming some people agree with it, some people don't, some people don't care. Like, what what has the conversation been like though? Yeah, you know that's an, another another benefit with the inconsequential am amount is you get an overwhelming um, support, which it was. Um, also, remember for any organization, you're never going to get 100 percent support. So if you do this massive step and there's, you know, 20% of the people are, are not into it, they're going to dig in deeper if it really like impacts them. And they're like, oh my gosh, I, I have to now give this money for this thing we're doing. So by doing that small step, another benefit is those people that were opposed to it are still in a learning environment. They're still learning. They still have an open mind. And so just again, recently, you know, conversation is good. It's like, hey, the way we hold it, it's not on one of these exchanges, right? I saw in the news, the SEC, that yeah, exactly. Oh, well, wow. Okay, I get that. Um, understanding it like, hey, I, I noticed there's all this negative media, but the, the price of Bitcoin went down a little bit and then up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why is that? Um, what are some of the other aspects of it? And so I, I think conversation is really good, which I think at the start of any person or organization's journey, you want that that good conversation. It's so interesting to hear you kind of talk about this because you all are basically the epitome of uh, this concept. A couple of years ago, uh, I started going around saying, get off zero, right? Just get off 0% allocation. And the reason why I was doing it from uh, kind of institutional world was once they had some skin in the game, they would pay attention. And that's basically what you're saying here. Right. Is that like it doesn't matter if it's a dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars or literally a hundred million dollars. If there's any amount of money into it, people will pay attention. And now all of a sudden you feel like um, th there's academic studies that show uh, when you go to give uh, a, a thing to somebody, if you give them a hundred dollars or you give them a physical item that's worth like, let's say, twenty dollars, usually they will put more value on the item rather than the actual economic value. And so you could literally say to someone, hey, do you want this or you want the hundred bucks? Um, and so it's counterintuitive. Same thing here though, right? Is the amount almost doesn't matter. It's the fact that now they all feel, hey, we as a union are invested in this and therefore they pay attention and you're really using it sounds like a learning exercise. And so how do you take it from like the entry point of learning to like, where do you want to go now? Right? Is it, hey, we want to keep like dollar cost averaging in. We want everyone to become individual uh, kind of Bitcoiners. Like, how are you thinking about it? Well, it's an excellent what you were saying, spot on with having skin in the game. You know, I remember when I first learned about stocks, you know, I, I you, you everyone starts with just a watcher thing and you're like, well, what if I invested in this? And you're like, I don't care. I forgot about it. But if you put a couple bucks, you start checking that thing and you go, you know, so from here, you know, I think 
another important thing about getting in at a, a light level like this, we're going to have a committee built, which is going to consist of internal folks that understand Bitcoin. Um, you know, the treasurer will be a member and external folks who, um, you know, can help guide and, and give give good input. Um, and from that committee, we can bring recommendations, different ideas. But what you want is the membership to drive the next step. And if that membership step is none and all we did was learn, there's value to that too, right? Because in 10 years, 20 years, whatever Bitcoin becomes, we can at least say we took a look, we learned, we understood it. But I'll tell you one thing about this small allocation. The most common comment as this thing was being voted on and supported was, why are we not doing more? Mm. Great. Let's have that conversation. But let's understand, you know, the initial answer is because it, we don't understand what we can't put more into something we don't yet grasp. Um, but that the next steps, you know, unions have all kinds of missions and goals and things they want to do across the world. Maybe some want to buy a union hall one day and they can't afford a piece of property. So they start um, a trust to one day put into it bit by bit, using it as a hybrid of a savings account, but also the fact that it's an asymmetrical asset and they eventually get a piece of property. Who knows? Maybe it's just a trust for a health fund and they want to be able to pay for medical insurance. So they set up a Bitcoin you know, medical trust. There's all kinds of options. But now as you're learning about it, as a committee is kind of providing information, you're having these healthy conversations. The next step, if the membership decides, they decide, it will be what is a model and goal that looks good for us? How are we going to move into this? It could just be more allocation. Um, it could be something separate that that's its own trust. Um, it could be advocating for pension fund that we're a part of um, to kind of like explore this and in and, and five years, look what it did for us. And so there's so many options, but it'll come from the membership. Whereas previous examples of unions or, you know, I'm sure you saw the headlines. There was a pension in Texas that went in on, you know, years ago. Some of the comments when our news thing came out was like, they're not the first to do it. Um, you know, there was a pension fund in Texas that did it. Well, that was the fund managers and that was a third party custodian. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know what the level of understanding was at the time. This is much more bottom up. And that's where you want sustained long, the most successful long term pursuits are bottom up grassroots where everyone is on board and they can weather the storm of things like meet negative media attention price drop um you know all kinds of stuff like that what has the response been from other unions or other types of organizations where uh, kind of people collectively come together and they're trying to advocate for certain interests right has there been inbound um and what are those conversations have they been like they're just tipping off got a lot of good response you know one of the things i'm working on and almost done with um, that i'll probably put out on like a sub stack for anyone who's a union member organization person that wants to see this is like a, a, almost like a blueprint template of how to navigate this but also you can customize it for your union um and the response has been good though because again the response has been a hunger for more information right like we're talking about like how'd you guys do it what 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 did you guys get in exactly um and and that's the another benefit of the small allocation is like wait wait what did you guys do like you guys were the first to do this but it's this small amount and like and then and then do you turn to your your right and go hey 
hey, hey, Joe, why are we not doing this? This seems like really non, non, non or inconsequential, low risk. Like, what's the harm? Where's the harm? Great. Let's spur that conversation because I've always been a believer. Like, don't don't get involved in Bitcoin after you learn about it. That's fine. But to just, you know, read a headline or two and miss it. I mean, you know, we know this and you have all kinds of people on your show. How many things have we missed in the world by just reading the headline and not digging in? Um, you know, endless stuff where you just look at it and then five years you hear this great story. And you're like, oh, my God, what was that? Like, I wish I would have looked at that at the time. So um, that I think I think there's good conversation going around. And sure, there's going to be people who are like, what you guys are doing, that's stupid. Um, okay, you know, that's fine. Uh, we'll, you know, let's see how things play out. What is kind of your vision uh, for the next, you know, 12 months here? Is it, let's just see kind of what happens with Bitcoin. And it's just continue educating and, and it's kind of almost hand to hand, right? It, it sounds like, like literally conversations in the firehouse where you guys are going to each other and you're saying, hey, you know, somebody asks a question and you or somebody else who's familiar with Bitcoin is there to answer and, and kind of guide them in the right direction. Is there anything else that you're, you're planning on doing over that 12 month period? No, I, I would say, you know, providing information, educating, um, um, working at a committee level to provide different options. And and again, truly um, going from a place of protecting the membership. That's another thing that's really important. You know, um, um, I care a lot about all these folks that I work with very much, and I want to make sure they're always in a good spot. So, so being, you know, uh, responsible, educating them and letting them kind of decide what their next step is that's a good place to be. Um, and I think we're in a good spot. Additionally, simultaneously, this, you know, I'm not on the board anymore. So I have to give all credit to the board and the firefighters. This is not like a me thing. This is something that through my work and seeing how kind of Bitcoin and unions in the workforce intersects, um, you know, was able to pit stop and stop it at my own home union and go, look, I see this thing that's like very unique and can be done by any union as like a very low risk way to just learn it'd be great to work with other unions and get them you know to a level of comfort where they can take that step as well um and so i think i think within my union they're going to be fine they're 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 sharp they're they're committed they're going to learn and probably in the next 12 months you know or as soon as the next meeting there'll be more conversation like what's next what's the game plan let's learn reading lists um info convo all the good stuff Tom, this is awesome. Uh, congratulations to you and, and the rest of the members. This is pretty cool to see. Uh, again, I, I love this the strategy of like, let's get off zero. Let's do a small amount, make it so that if we make mistakes, it's not going to matter. But also now people got to skin the game. They're going to pay attention. They're going to get uh, educated. And I think that driving the education obviously is, uh, is the most important thing. So uh, congrats to you and, and everyone else. Where can we send people to find you on the internet if uh, they want to learn more, if they want to reach out in terms of they have a union or another organization that they'd like to uh, kind of follow in your guys' footsteps? Yeah. So, uh, Twitter, you know, obviously Twitter's an active spot. So my, my, uh, handle is Baywatch one. Again, that has nothing to do with the show. My last name is Bay. I wasn't the best student in high school. My basketball coach was my Spanish teacher. And he was like, Bay, you're messing up. The teachers are watching you. They're on Baywatch. So that kind of stuck. Um, but yeah, Twitter, um, Substack. um, I, I might have an article coming out in Bitcoin mag. Uh, which really dives into CalPERS and the pension and how Bitcoin can can serve as uh, a stabilizer for pensions without much risk as well. 
Um, explain so, that. You know, explain what's going on there. Yeah. So, so CalPERS, um, largest, you know, defined benefit public pension in the United States. They got roughly 440 billion, um, on the books. Uh, in June of 2022, they had a funded status of 72%. And this is something for us that are in, you know, the labor world we've seen many times, but the, uh, funded status of labor of, of pensions comes up frequently. And so, how do these pensions that are chasing workers living longer years, retiring later, all these uh, actuarials that get factored in, they don't have much appetite for risk. How can they, um, you know, stabilize their portfolio without a bailout, which is kind of like what happens if it drops too low, right? And, and they have to liquidate assets and all that stuff. So this concept of a pre-funding, a lot of pensions have these pre-funding trusts, um, which is basically almost like a side fund to help fund what's called unfunded liabilities. Uh, and by involving injecting Bitcoin at that level, uh, they can keep all their assets in their main portfolio, not switch anything over to Bitcoin and and pursue things that way. You also have this look what's happening in California, right? You have the state Senate just passed um, a measures uh, advising they want to divest from fossil fuels. Uh, and big oil, fossil fuels and big oil are 10% of the portfolio, 42 billion for CalPERS. Where are they going to go? It's one of their best performing assets. Well, what are they going to move into? Commercial real estate. We got some issues coming up, right? Like it's, it's, we got some challenges. So um, Bitcoin is this asymmetrical asset that if they explore it outside of the pension, it can be used as a stabilizer for the pension without taking much risk, you know, of all the funds that are involved. Do you think there's headline risk with them doing it? Is that the big risk Absolutely. is that they just don't want to be the ones to do it? Yeah, headline risk, regulatory risk, all kinds of risk, you know, but again, there's also risk in a in a fund in dropping to a funded status of of 64% or sub 60% and and kind of and kind of thinking like, all right, like so they got risk everywhere. I'll tell you, you know, but it gets to the point where when you're looking at it, if there's no better options to stabilize and catch up and get to a funding status of over 80%, 90%, 100%, okay, we might have to start taking some headline risks. Um, as long as the headline in 10 years is, you know, pension funds stabilized through X, Y, and Z, and we're in a good spot, then, you know, but absolutely, there's definitely headline risk and fears for the same reasons, even at the at that micro level at the union, why there's fears to kind of like take that step. My last question for you is how many of the firefighters do you think are counting on their pensions? Like, are they still saying, hey, that's the thing I'm going to retire on? Or have they now said, look, maybe it's there, maybe it's not, but I got to go kind of learn, you know, financial education in general and, and, and go invest? I would say all of them. Um, you know, some of them are much more active in building things outside of that. But we're all, you know, when we all signed up, there was a, a defined benefit pension and firefighting, you know, like any jobs, there's trade-offs. And one of the things in this proof of workforce like concept I've, I've been exploring is, and, and, you know, we trade time for money and, and this concept of trading time for money, we trade a lifetime. We got firefighters that get sick, they die, they, they maybe don't live that long after retirement. It, it's a sacrifice for sure. Don't get me wrong. It's an incredible career, amazing life, amazing mission, but there are uh, trade-offs. 
And so, you know, it's with this concept that you have a pension that for those years after you do your 30 years riding the fire engine, waking up every night, you know, doing CPR, running into fires, you know, on the freeway at accidents. That's that's where that's where you're going to be afterwards. So I would say all of them are depending on it in some way. Of course, there always are some that kind of pursue things outside and, and get like, you know, um, they're building wealth like that. But but definitely, you know, dependent. Dom, your pleasure to talk to, man. I uh, I love the fact that uh, you have uh, uh, specific expertise and knowledge in obviously all of the jobs that you do on a daily basis as a firefighter. You understand Bitcoin very well and have been able to uh, kind of take your knowledge there and, and integrate it uh, with uh, the firefighting union, but also uh, your understanding of the pension funds and not just for the firefighters, but also, you know, asset allocation, the underfunded status um, and uh, kind of how Bitcoin could potentially be helpful there is, uh, is pretty incredible. So uh, it's obvious to me that you spend a lot of time learning and, and reading and stuff. So uh, I appreciate you coming on here and uh, sharing that knowledge with us and we'll definitely do it again in the future. Absolutely. Thanks, Pomp. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, we get after it relentlessly, brother.